Hello, this is Pastor Kong Hee. I want to thank you for joining us on our podcast. I pray that you'll be blessed in Christ, encouraged by the Word, and experience an encounter with God. Remember, knowing God and being known by Him is the greatest pursuit of life. Enjoy the message. Our salvation is founded on what Jesus did for us on the cross. We call this penal substitution. Penal substitution means that Christ bore the punishment that we deserve for our sins, thus satisfying divine justice and thereby releasing us from our liability to punishment. But there are some who strongly object to this. One objection is this. Isn't it immoral for God to punish an innocent person? Isn't the atonement a form of cosmic child abuse? God the Father violently abuses His Son for something He didn't do. Doesn't it violate God's own rules of justice that He has set up in the universe? So how do you answer this? Now, we must understand a few things. Firstly, penal substitution is biblical. The concept is based on the biblical theme of animal sacrifices in the tabernacle and the temple and Israel's Day of Atonement in the Old Testament. Secondly, it doesn't go against God's system of justice. When we talk about justice, we must distinguish between positive retribution and negative retribution. Positive retribution says that the guilty should be punished because they deserve it. That is why every state in the world has the right to inflict suffering on criminals because they deserve it. The Bible clearly affirms that God believes in positive retribution. He will by no means clear the guilty. So if you are guilty, you'll be condemned. However, negative retribution says you should not punish an innocent person. But here, God is not absolutely sticky about this. Yes, among human beings, God has established a system of justice whereby we are not to punish innocent persons. And God himself will never, never punish an innocent human person. But that's as far as he goes. He reserved the right, the prerogative, to punish an innocent divine person for somebody else's sins. This is the trust of penal substitution, which is what he did with his son. Thirdly, God is not being unfair to anyone. This is not technically a case of God punishing Christ, but of God in Christ taking on himself the sin and his penalty. Also, Christ himself was not being unwillingly punished. He voluntarily offered to take upon himself the punishment for our sins that we deserve and thereby releasing us from punishment. So this was not an injustice on God's part. It was an act of grace and it magnifies His gracious nature to do such a thing because God in Christ was both the punisher and the punished. No third party was unwittingly involved. He was not being unfair to anyone. Fourthly, it doesn't go against our human system of justice. In, in most courts of law, including ours in Singapore, there is a law called vicarious liability. The meaning of vicarious is to act or do something for another person. In law, guilt can sometimes be imposed upon a person 
for the failure of another. If there is a special relationship between them, even when the person didn't commit the offense himself. Take for example, when the relationship involves the employer and employee, the parent and child, or the owner of vehicle and the driver. In some cases, there is vicarious liability. For example, if a worker is negligent in not following safety measures at work, and it results in a third party's injury, the boss can be liable or held liable even though he wasn't the one negligent. Sometimes, a parent can be held liable if his child injures or kills someone while driving without a license. Because the parent must bear responsibility for allowing the child to use the vehicle in the first place. Vicarious liability. In 1989, the workers of Exxon Valdez spilled 10.8 million gallons of crude oil into the Sea of Alaska. Even though the employer, Exxon Shipping Company, was not the one who committed the unlawful act, it was held liable because it was responsible for its employees' actions while they are on the job. Exxon was convicted of vicarious liability. The total cost for cleaning up plus the punitive damages and claim settlements cost Exxon about 7 billion US dollars. 7 billion US dollars. There was absolutely no way the workers involved could meet the requirement of punishment. But the company could. As such, even when Exxon was morally innocent, it was legally liable. None of the workers involved went to prison. So in the court of law, it's not always true that the person who did the wrong will be punished. Rather, it is the person who is legally liable for that wrong who needs to be punished in order to satisfy justice. This is the reasoning behind the doctrine of justification. By our faith in Christ, we enter into a special relationship with Him and Jesus became legally liable for all our sins and his punishment can atone for us. Therefore, to answer the objection, there's nothing unbiblical, immoral, or unfair in the penal substitution of Christ for our sins.